Okay. Get more people. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. My guest today has been on the show before and is back by popular demand. Her name is Jill Theory. She's the founder of Club Change, which is a wonderful course that you can take on Zoom now. This helps so many people with intention setting. And she's one of my very favorite instructors at Rancho La Puerta. It's a place that if you haven't gone, put it on your bucket list. But until you can go, you can still benefit from what they teach at the ranch by taking a class with Jill. She has one of the best voices in the whole world. She's so soothing to listen to. And I know she's going to help you because this is the time of year that we sometimes let things go. We maybe did a resolution on the 31st and here it is the 10th and some people are slip sliding away and she's going to help you get back on track with whatever your intention is. Please welcome back Jill Theory. Thank you, Chef AJ. It's always delightful to be here with you. Yeah, you, you, I'm sure people told you, you just have a, I just love the sound of your voice. It's like, you're like a Morgan Freeman, except a girl. Like it's just, I could listen to just the way you sound is so just pleasing to my ear. Mm, thank you. You know, I don't control that much, but I do get a lot of people that enjoy my voice and I enjoy using my voice maybe because of that. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your work and your work at the ranch and your work with Club Change. Oh, it's so fun. We're just coming out of New Year's week. And actually, last week was my 20th anniversary as a guest at the ranch. I went there New Year's week 20 years ago. And that's about the same time that I started being what I call a professional student of change because I was in a, ma a major transition in life, which is what brought me to the Ranch La Puerta. But it also was the start of my consciously saying yes to new things and no to new things. And, and Rancho La Puerta, now that I can look back, was very instrument, instrumental in doing that. But also I joined a group with my father and brothers and it was called Boys Weekend. And it taught me some very basic steps to change. And so I've been practicing those for 20 years. And since the pandemic started, which was kind of another pivotal time in, on our planet and in life, um, I started doing these on Zoom. And so now it's been two years of eight-week clubs, starting one every month, starting it with a complimentary set your intentions class, which hopefully today we'll do a little subset of one of those and get everyone started because, you know what, Chef AJ, because it's working. And it's working for people to be kind to themselves. And, you know, I'm, I, the statistics change every year, but, you know, this year, is like four, maybe 41% of the people think about setting an intention. And then of the 50% of those that set an intention, by the end of the year, like two to 8% have gotten anywhere close to bringing their resolution into their life. And, you know, that makes sense because change is not easy unless you make it easy. Right. Well, what is an intention? Is, is it the same as a resolution? Is it a goal? Is there, I like the word, but what does it mean? Well, I like the word too. And of course it can mean different things to different people, just like resolution and goal can mean different, mean different things to different people. But to me and to us, intention is a map. It's a softer goal. It's more emotive. It is more process driven than results driven. So a goal and a resolution is usually this big hairy thing at the end of the football field or whatever that is a result and intention is a process, it's more the why, and it gets you there along the way. So I call an, an intention a map to the future. And uh, what we then do is we practice practices 
that bring our intention into our present. So a lot of that is being in your current now versus in your grandiose expectations of the future and bringing those grandiose expectations into your now in really kind, loving ways. So nice. Yeah. Nice. And you also teach chanting too, don't you? I do. I do. And I'm now doing that on Zoom live as well. I have found, I, I used to sing bedside. Well, I still do sing bedside, but now with COVID, it's a whole different um, game, right? But even in Mexico, I've started a Sonidos de Sanación, where I'm meeting with a group of Mexican Tecatan neighbors, and we're learning songs in Spanish to sing to people in bedside. And while I was doing that for years, I think for almost 10 years in the San Francisco Bay Area, I was also doing off and on yoga teacher trainings that introduced me to chanting. And so, and I loved the chanting. So I just started doing it and teaching it to my nieces and friends and family. And they all thought I was, you know, going rockers. But the singing made me realize how impactful sound is to people. I literally, a woman almost came out of a comatose state and grabbed my wrist. And I was just like in tears, but understanding the power of sound vibrations. And so now I chant regularly and I'm teaching at the ranch and on Zoom and people who struggle with the thought or the concept that I'm not a good meditator, I can't meditate, I can't quiet my mind down. The truth is you can. And chanting really has helped me do that because once you chant, you're, and especially if it's a language that you're not familiar with, like Sanskrit, um, you end up in this place that is just cleansed both vibrationally through sound and neurologically because you have no idea what you were saying. You were just breathing and sitting. Nice. Hey, I just realized why I love your voice so much. Susanna hit the nail on the head. You have a very Kathleen Turner-esque voice. I have heard that often. That's it. Thank you, Susanna. I hope you guys will come to Rancho and take Jill's classes in person. In mine, when I'm there, I'll be there March 12th this year. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Do you take other classes when you're at the ranch of other instructors? I do. It depends how busy I am on my days off. So today, today is my day off and I'm with you. So I would not be taking classes. But yeah, I was once in a while, I get the privilege to take some of my free time and take other classes. Now, the cooking classes often fill up. So I don't get to do those because all the guests get to do that. Do you ever take the sound healing? That's one of my very favorite classes there. I do. I do. And in fact, um, I just started teaching it as well. I was going to say with your voice, the combination of your voice with the ballsy, I bet you would be a great sound healing teacher. Right, right. Well, I'm not doing it simultaneously, but I usually start with the sound of our voice and then migrate to the bowls, to the drums. Nice. Yeah. What um, would you like to, you mentioned maybe you could take uh, the viewers through an exercise today that could help them with some of their intention setting. I thank you for offering that opportunity. Um, I think we did a little mini one last time, but I'm finding that when guided through a process that just takes people step by step, you know, this is something I always metric people to, to not should all over themselves. And I'm really good at telling other people what they should do, which is probably why I enjoy teaching. But the truth is, when you guide this step and process and get people out of their own individual, possibly egotistical or historical decision-making, the world opens up to the opportunity to possibly a new no or a new yes 
And it is near the New Year's, and it is a time when people are thinking about adopting new practices. And so I would like to share my most of my easy eight-step process with your listeners, if you would let me, that'd be fine. I would love to. Uh, I have a feeling that she might have tuned in late uh, because she's asking, what is an intention? We did kind of cover that, but we'll say it again. It is a map to the future. It is something emotively. It is the why you want to get to new places. Nice. I love that, a map to the future. So we can create our future. We can. And when we show up, which is the first step is sitting down and showing up like we all have and your listeners have, hopefully you have a piece of paper with you and a pen because it truly helps the tactile experience of writing words. So show, so the first three steps are show up, sit down, you know, those are the same thing, think about it and write it. So what I'd like all of the viewers to do is to take a blank piece of paper and just set it down in front of them, preferably in um, landscape mode because we're gonna word board onto this sheet. We're gonna write a number of words on here and I'm gonna ask you three questions. And, um, and I would like people to just write whatever words on this sheet that come to mind, all right? So let's just start by arriving here with our future intentions in a pleasant way because sometimes that brings angst to people. So I invite everyone to just close their eyes for a moment and inhale and exhale and arrive here with no past judgments and no future grasping, but you are just sitting here right now with your future intentions for yourself. Just let them be here with you. What do you intend for yourself? Actually, I'm gonna narrow it down. What do you intend for yourself in the next two months? So by the end of February, what do you intend for yourself? And go ahead when you're ready, open your eyes and write down those words in one or two word kernels or clusters on this sheet of paper, any direction. And I'll give everybody a few moments. In fact, speaking of sound healing, here's my newest favorite sound healing instrument. That's what I now, can you hear that? Yeah, it's crochet shells. That's what I ring when we're ready for the next question, which you think we're ready? I can't see people. Yes, we're ready. Okay. So let's go on to the second question. This is a new one. And I'm, I'm giving it for just the next two months because I'm giving people the opportunity to join my existing club that just started last night. So I'm giving you a shortened set your intentions class, which I did last night. So the next one is, if I was to tell you that you only had, I know this would be sad, only had 2022 to live, what are three things that you would ensure you embarked upon in this year? What are three things that you would do, be? Now or by the end of this year? And I love that you're smiling at these things. Because typically we're really good at putting things off. This question tends to clarify now, bringing future intentions into now with love and kindness and not angst and stress, but just like, yeah, if I had full future knowledge, here's what I might focus on.
and I know I'm going through this rapidly, but I am doing, I am going through this rapidly. <laughs> All right, so if AJ's done, so I'm gonna assume everybody else is done. You want a little nice sound healing, there we go. So what I'd like you to do now for the third question is close your eyes again and sit, be grounded in your sits bounds right here on planet Earth right now, right here, you in this body, this mind, this spirit. And as you're breathing in, inhaling and exhaling, you are emptying your skull out. There's nothing behind your eyeballs or between your ears, just this, just this blank skull. And what I'd like you to picture there is I want you to go to the end of this year. And you have done all these intentions and all of your practices, your bucket list practices, whatever you want to call them. Just let yourself go out to the, that future place. <clears throat> so go out to the end of this year. And what do you look like? What do you taste like? Where are you? Who's around you? What are your relationships like? especially with yourself. Drink in that vision with all your senses, spin yourself around and give yourself one or two adjectives that describe you. At the end of this year, you've done all these things. And then open up your eyes and, and intersperse those words and the spaces in between. So your word board is filling up. And smile at all those lovely words on your sheet of paper and listen to the Koshi shells. And close your eyes one more time now. So when you're done, take the sheet of paper, put it on your table, on your lap, take your hands, palms up, Place it on your sheet of paper. Close your eyes and just be with your breath and be with all of these words equally, compassionately, lovingly. Just bring your future intended self right here with you right now. And inhale loving acceptance of all of them. And as you exhale, receive all of them. Be loved and accepted by all of them. And let me read you a, my favorite poem by James Broden, entitled, This Is It. This is it. This is really it. This is all there is, and it's perfect as it is. There is nowhere to go but here. There is nothing here but now. And there's nothing now but this. And this is it. This is really it. This is all there is, and it's perfect as it is. Mm, so drink in that perfection that is you sitting here right now with all of these lovely words of intention. Your eyes are still closed. <coughs> but now what I'd like you to do is keep your eyes closed and tuck your chin in. Maybe your hand is even on your heart. And your eyes are closed and you're just feeling the energy of all these words in your heart and in your gut and in your soul. So breathe in from there. Breathe in into your gut, over your heart, through your voice and your mind's eye, out to the center of the room, 
over your palms and all these words right back into your gut. And when you are ready, open your eyes and circle the one or two words that most touches your heart right now. Your gut, just two of them. and smile at them. So you've now already chosen. So we've gone through many of the steps of step change. We sat down to show it, we thought about it, we wrote it, we envisioned it, we have kind of chosen it. And then the last three steps are practice, track, and share. So we'll get there in a minute. But first, I'd like you to choose one of these. And I would like you to choose one of these to be your mantra for the next two months. Because it takes the average person 20 to 90 days to bring a new intention into their present practices. Everything takes practice, right? So choose one, and now we're going to share it. So Chef AJ, you can share it out loud if you want to or not. I want everyone else. Just one of my words. Pick one. I want you to pick one word and be proud of it. Like that's your mantra, your word. And write it on your second sheet of paper. Write it down. This is my word. And now, just like enchanting or singing, or in any other, um, what would be goal setting or resolution setting, sharing it is really important because then it gets, out, get, it gets it out of the spin, right? We all have 20 to 90,000 thoughts, beliefs, things we say to ourselves a day, 90% of those repeat, all automatic, all repetitive, all the result of our choices, our teachers, our decisions, our environments, and those thoughts, beliefs, behaviors have carved a gorgeous canyon that we all reside in. You have your canyon, I have my canyon, and it's lovely. And it's all different textures and shapes. These intentions are silver lining at the top of the canyon. And you've now just chosen one to focus and nourish and bring into your canyon, canyon easily first. Because guess what if you try to do them all? What would happen? Typically, what happens is People don't, their expectations are greater than their practices. And then you go right back into your gravity filled canyon of, this is what I always do. I didn't do it again. I tried again, this came up, blah, 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 blah. But when we can focus in on one and share it, and I'm gonna do a couple more steps, you'll be amazed at how easy it can be to carve a new intention into your present practice. So part of that is sharing. So now we're gonna share. So I want everyone to have their word in front of them we're going to have three phrases. I choose, I will, I am, and finish each one of those phrases with your word. Not all those phrases will work, but one of them will work perfectly with your word. So ready? I choose and say your word. I will, I am. And when you say I am, put your arms up in a big Y and give yourself a hug. You just set your intention for the next seven weeks which takes you through the 20 to 90 days on average. It's even more than that, right? So it's, it's almost two months. So beautiful. So now you've set your mantra. So here's now what you're gonna do to practice it and track it. I invite you to take that word and post it up all over your, all over your house, you know, on your computer monitor, on your mirror, on your refrigerator. And every time you see it, you say, I am, or I choose, or I will. No, I'm trying or planning to, no story behind it, just affirmatively. 
I am, I choose, I will. The more often you say that out loud to yourself, as ridiculous as it feels, even saying it silently, the more it carves it into your canyon of your present experience. And then what we're gonna do now, if you're ready, you ready, Jeff AJ, for the mm -hmm. next step? So now the next step is we are gonna identify at least one practice. If we have time, we'll do more. But we're gonna identify at least one practice that you can do every day, week, or month, whatever you choose, that is going to bring you this work. And we, maybe we can ask one of the listeners to share. Can we do that? Or do you want to share yours? They can They can share. We can't bring them on, but they can certainly type they in in the chat. Okay. So and you can read it. So what I'd like everyone to do is write down one practice that they can do that will help them bring this mantra or intention into their life. Now, what's important, you're going to write down the practice, and then I want you to write down the practice as a club change smacked statement. And this is what this is. This has two numbers to it. So it's specific, it's measurable, it's actionable, it's kind, and it's time-based. Kind of like your recipes. <laughs> so this is a recipe, I've never thought about that, but this is a recipe for bringing a future intention into your present practice. So um, it's gonna have two numbers to it. And one's gonna be time-based and one is gonna be frequency-based. So I'll give you an example. Decades ago, I, I didn't think I needed to be a flosser, right? Because I had fine teeth. And then I recognized I needed to be a better flosser. So one of my practices of my wellness foundation things that I did like 20 years ago, now it's just part of my life, is I will floss a minimum of one time, six days a week. Now, notice how I didn't say every day, which is recommended, of course, right? But if this is something that you did zero times last week or last year, and now you're saying you're going to do it every day this year, this week, every day next week, that is not kind. And when it's not kind and easily practicable, it typically doesn't get achieved. And so then you're not bringing it into a practice. So by kind, I like to say a scale of one to 10. One is impossible. 10 is you can do it in your sleep. I would like this practice to be a number eight out of 10. So you let me know if anybody wants to share, if they come up, if they want to share. But that's the example I'm going to give. And the other reason why I like to be kind is I have tended to be your kind of triple A type of person, right? Work hard, play hard, and have lists of lists and, and be tremendously fully scheduled, et cetera, which is great. And I eat my own dog food, right? So I, my coach said to me, he's like, Jill, when you set a goal to here and you get to here, how do you feel? And I'm like, you know what? I feel proud of myself. I feel good. I'm on my path. I'm on my journey. And then she asked me, well, when you set your intention or mantra here and you practice, you get here, how do you feel? And I was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm rocking the world. And the key question is, in life, how do you want to feel? And you want to feel like you are rocking it. I love feeling like I am rocking life every day as I practice bringing loving intentions into my present practices by being kind, by being specific, by, um, by, by doing these steps. So now we showed up, thought about it, wrote it, envisioned it, chose it. Now we're going to, and we shared it. 
Well, maybe you've shared it with yourself. You haven't shared it with me yet. And now we've identified a way to practice it. So has anyone offered one up, Shabajan? Oh, absolutely. I see um, Brenda said self-love and uh, Lenora says, I will be healthy. Lucinda wants to connect. Carrie says peace. I love those. I love those. So let's take one of those and I'd like to see or hear the practice that's going to bring. So I, I love the self-love. So, and this actually came up in my set the intentions class last night as well. So what is one practice that Brenda is willing and able to commit to, to practice self-love that is easy and numerical? You know, so an example would be, I'll say my mantra. I'll say, you know, I'll love myself. I'll say my self-love mantra. I am self-love. I love. I choose love. I am love. And you could say as the practice, I'm going to practice that at minimum one time a day. Six out of seven days of the week. So that would be a minimum number. It would be specific, actionable, and it would be um, trackable. Does that make sense? Yep. Because tracking is also really important. So Brenda, if you do want to share your practice and we can go through it live on the show, that'd be beautiful. You'd be helping everybody else um, understand how to keep things. Because our tendency is to be really tough on ourselves. Our tendency is to go big or go home. Our tendency is like, I'm going to do this and this and this. And I'm like, when we are kinder to ourselves, when we just find that one first easy baby step, guess what happens? We don't procrastinate. We don't spin around in perfectionism. We take that one step and we, then we overachieve, which feels great. We usually do more than what we commit to, which is a wonderful way to experience carving new intentions into your life versus beating yourself up because you set your intention way out here and you set a practice that wasn't easy. It's so much more enjoyable to over. We're seeing things like, uh, I saw Brenda say, putting herself first. And other people like Michelle said, a practice for her would be eating more vegetables. And- Okay, so these are good examples. So in your practice, no words that are um, healthier or more or less. So we wanna get very specific. I will eat a minimum of three different colored vegetables every day, five days out of the week, right? Or give yourself, you know, give yourself that break day for the weeks that get really tough. I will, you know, so you want it to have a specific action that you can do as well. That's not dependent upon anybody else. And the more specific and the more baby step it is, the more likely that you will practice it every day or every week for the next seven weeks. And then you'll get to the end of February and be like, okay, I'm on to my next one. And pretty soon your canyon starts changing flavors. It starts changing shape and texture and flow. Carrie says, I will meditate every day at night. Should she put like how long for? Yes, I will meditate for a minimum of X minutes, seven out of seven days. Now the at night is kind of a plan for your practice, which is beautiful because then you're already, you're already in it. It's already in your schedule. And that part of the success of this process is to schedule it out, put it in. So if everybody wants to do one practice in the clubs, we typically do three practices a week that we commit to and share. 
So if people want to write down three practices, so their mantra and then three practices, or what you might do is write down your word and three practices and copy that three times on the same sheet of paper and then cut that up and put it in lots of places because we haven't talked about tracking yet. But I'm going really fast, we're making really good time. So I wanna make sure, is everybody comfortable with their practice? Does anybody want to, want some ideas on their practice or practices? I'll check the chat and see. Sometimes it takes a little bit yeah. to say it till we can see it. Well, and in addition to that, the kinder you are and more specific you are in these practices, the more you are able to say, yes, I did it or no, I didn't. And typically, if we say, no, I didn't, we tend back to be in our old canyon car filled with gravitas and, and present ways of thinking and not new intended ways of thinking. And it's like, oh, I couldn't, I shouldn't, I didn't. Um, and what I encourage everyone to do is when you didn't. So, so one, it's important to do track this. So if you have it written down, your one practice and your word and have it in many places or your one word and your three practices and you have it in many places, pick a day of the week. So today is Monday, right? Am I right? <laughs> I lose track because my weeks are so weird. So, so next Monday, I invite you to look at one of your sheets and track every day. The amazing thing too is as we get older too, you'll be shocked how you don't even remember if you did it yesterday or earlier this morning. So every day I want you to have little tally sheets that say, yes, I did this or no, I didn't. And allow the no, I didn't part to be a tremendous learning experience, not any place for shame or guilt or old stories, but to sit with that obstacle or that choice. And so what we like to do in the clubs is I, you know, you say your commitment. So I meditated for a minimum of, and by the way, on meditation, they're finding, they, they, they stay, the experts stay that I read. Frequency is much more important than the amount of time. So if there's a limited resource there, you know, meditating for a minimum of two to five minutes every day versus 50 minutes one day might be a more um, practicable practice, a kinder practice. And one that brings you all the benefits of noticing your thoughts versus being your thoughts. So, so that's a perfect segue to obstacles. So noticing your thoughts versus being your thoughts. So if you go, no, I didn't do it. And you automatically go into spin and shame and, oh, I can't believe it. Without noticing that, then you're just going to continue to be where you've always been. But if you allow yourself to sit in the truth of that honest moment and say, yay, I did this and celebrate yourself and give yourself a big hug. Like I, I committed to every day for a minimum of two minutes. I did 10 minutes, seven days this week. And it brought me this gift because this is important because this is something you get to give yourself. This is not a have to have thing, right? And this is a benefit to your health and wellness. And if we can't prioritize our own health and wellness, what, what could be more important than that? Nada. 
So, so you just identified an intended benefit for your health and wellness, which is wholeness and balance as that word comes from wholeness and balance, not, you know, the perfect weight and the perfect body size, but whole and well and balanced. Um, when you allow yourself to give yourself this gift, you do share that with the rest of the world. And that is my intention for club change. I would like everyone to have their own club change on the planet, bit of their book club and their club change. And that'd be beautiful. So that's the yes. So you celebrate the yes. Yes, I did this. And it gave me this gift. And you'll find out that it gives you even more than your mantra. It, when you open yourself up to your intentions in this loving kind way, you'll be shocked of all the gifts the world will deposit on you, with you, for you, by you, around you. If you don't, it's even a more delicious gift to sit in it and say, I did it 50% of the time. I did it three or four days this week. And then go, and this is what I chose instead. And to be super honest about what you are choosing to do and be super willing to let that maybe be a little uncomfortable, but have it be a teaching moment for yourself, right? Like, let it be your little, and I chose like, okay, I didn't do it because I chose this this week. How can I recommit this next week to my practice in a kinder way? So you just make it a little kinder. You make it narrower so that you take that first step because usually once you take the first step, you're off and running. So it's, and, and we have all sorts of strategies and degrees and tactics to overcome our obstacles. But in the essence, in the essence, what's so cool about club change is that we all support each other in reframing our language, which helps to reframe our behaviors and our actions. And then all these lovely intentions come into our life. And I've watched, I've watched people I, I have to tell you, it's I, I'm enjoying doing this so much because I, I get to share in the journey for so many people. And there was a person last club and she was like joy. She every week she learned more and more what brought her joy in life. And she ended up by the end having a very clear list of things that brought her joy. And by the time by the end of the club, it wasn't just doing one of them, she was ticking off like seven out of eight of those things that brought her joy almost every day. And it was it was joyful to observe. So she shared her joy with us. That was really nice. Beautiful. So I hope everyone then can take as a practice your word and your one or two practices, tape it up in a lot of places, sit down next Monday and, and track when you do it. Like at the end of every day, just put a little... Not there. And then sit down next Monday and ask yourself, did I do it or did I not? And sit in that truth. It can be quite liberating when you sit in the truth without a lot of judgment or adjectives. So see if you can, see if you can, I know you can, to be in the truth of your choice versus the judgment of your adjectives. So that's why if you keep the practice with numbers and actionable, it's a yes, no answer. It's not a, maybe I kind of sort of did it, but this or that got in the way. Now it's like, you know what? I didn't do it all. Life blew up on me this week. There was a trauma in my family, da, da, da. That is the truth. I could not. So I chose to practice this many times 
And as I look to next week to recommit, because this is, this is my practice now for a minimum of 20 days, but I encourage you to set it for two months. You recommit and you either recommit again because other things that you couldn't control impacted that and you let it go. Part of this is doing the best you can, being loving and kind to yourself, identifying something, sitting in it, and then recommitting. Nice. So Jill, there's a question from Maureen. What if you don't really know what you want? What if you don't really know what you want? Well, usually people can come up with at least one thing with the word boarding questions that I offer folks. So that's part of, and I change the questions up repeatedly depending upon what time of year it is or what time of season it is. But I've never had anyone come up with not one intention that they have for themselves. So I might, I might offer that you just sit right now and close your eyes and answer this question. Who or what do I wanna be by the end of February that might be new or different than who or what I am right now? Because I do believe in lifelong learning. I do believe in siempre mejor, which is the ranch's mantra, always better. I believe that one plus one equals three. These are just in my core. So if you can sit down right now for yourself and identify one word or thing or role that you would like to envision in a new way by the end of February, that, that is it. And then when you envision yourself doing or being that and you allow yourself to give an adjective to yourself, to let, because whatever that adjective is that you've chosen, if it is an adjective, your mantra, you have it, it's with you. It already has been with you. Nobody knows you better than you. You're just allowing it to bubble up into your present 20 to 90,000 thoughts or actions. And it doesn't happen naturally, which is why you write it down and tape it all over and practice saying it. Because when you practice saying it and then you practice doing things that demonstrate that through your actions or your sentiments or your practices, it, it carves a nice new little rivulet into your beautiful textured and flowing canyon. There's a class on January 26th that people can take. There's a free one and there's one that they can pay to be in for a longer time. Yeah, there's actually, so every month I do this uh, on a complimentary basis, the first Sunday of alternating months and then the first Wednesday of the other months. And the Wednesday ones are at noon for people who cannot do evenings and the Sunday ones are in evenings. And in fact, I just um, conducted my first one in 2022 last night. And in fact, if anyone here had their three practices and their mantra locked down and wanted to join that club, they still could um, as long. So that's called Club Change Winter Sundays. And, um, but they would need to do that like before noon next Sunday so that they could get the information to come join the club. And those are the clubs are $89. The set your intention classes are free, complimentary, which means the first club meeting is free if you're not a club member. But starting from week two to eight, there is a $89 fee for the club. And um, I like to say it's like less than the price of a fancy cup of coffee each week. And it's well worth showing up for yourself and for your club once a week. And, um, and then the next one, the, the whole process will start again on Wednesday, January 26th. 
So it would have been the first Wednesday of February, but instead I moved it up to the last Wednesday in January. So, um, so January 26th at noon, there will be a set your intentions class. We will do something similar to what we just did live here, but we actually do two full word boards, one that's kind of Canyon based, one that is um, the two month process, the eight week process based. We combine them and we practice and we share and we, I do poems and readings and we do some meditative work where you are affirming both in your um, inner talk as well as your sharing talk, your mantra and your practices. And that some people don't like to share, right? Which is fine too. They don't have to show their face. They can do it all on their own, but they just do it with a guided hour every week. So you commit to that hour every week. I noticed you can get a gift certificate for someone. Give the gift of club change. Yes. Oh, thank you. You can. So if there's someone you know that would benefit from some guided assistance, and I'll tell you what's been really fascinating is aunts and uncles have done for their younger relatives. Like I've, um, and in fact, even just at the ranch, I had a group of young professionals who are who are just burned out at work and, and they got tremendous benefit from them. And then there was another group of first-time entrepreneurs that really benefited from sitting down once a week and getting in touch with themselves and setting joyful, loving practices to feed themselves as they build their business. So if you know someone who could benefit from an hour a week of sitting with my voice <laughs> and club changes eight steps and doing the process, then um, yeah, so um, you can just email me through my website. My website is jilltheory.com and it has everything that I do. So I do the set your attention classes. I um, run the clubs every other week. And then I also, every week, because I love sharing my own mindfulness practices, I lead a couple of chant classes a week on Zoom and a couple of yoga classes each week on Zoom because I recently just got certified in that. And I'm finding it's interesting because I was, I was like, okay, how does this all fit in together? And it turns out, it turns out breath and intention is a critical part of a yoga practice. And so we pull in some of these affirmations into the yoga practice and chanting in between each one of the chants, we do affirmations of things that we are chanting to and receiving. So I know that sounds woo-woo, trust me, I'm not, I, I'm not a woo-woo kind of, <laughs> coach or guide, this Miss MBA who spent 20 years in the publishing industry, um, high-tech publishing industry, it's, it's really just about taking a moment for, for your heart, for your gut, and getting out of your grasping, performing, comparing mind, and giving yourself the gift of breath, and sound, and intention in a kind, loving way. That's neat. Do you have any success stories you can tell us for people that have taken the club change and manifested what they were intending? Well, I just told you of the one person in the last session who manifested amazing joy. Um, she had just moved into a new place and was feeling very overwhelmed and, and kind of stuck and unhappy. And by the end of eight weeks, she was definitely manifesting joy and sharing it with all of us and literally had a list of joyful things and started practicing them regularly. Um, I had someone who tends to be kind of a, um, a clutter oriented person 
uh, come. And uh, it was amazing because at the beginning of the session, he um, was not even sharing in an open way. And by the last session, not only was he laughing um, at the entire club meeting, but he had cleaned out his garage and his office and was working on a third room. So he had kind of just moved mountains, literally moved mountains of stuff in his home. Um, I had one person decide not to retire. It was, it was pretty interesting. It's, uh, she, she was on a journey and undecided and spent the whole club kind of practicing different ways to get comfortable in that choice, right? So sometimes it's just, you know, creating the list or, or identifying or picking up one phone call or speaking to one, for, reaching out for help is so important when we sit in the honesty of, oh my God, I keep trying all these different things and I'm still struggling. Whoa, well, maybe, maybe you are not omnipotent as a human being and that it would be really beneficial to be honest about where you are and honestly ask for help. And not that she did that, but by the end of the session, she consciously decided not to retire. Like the process got her to a place where she was very comfortable not feeling pressured to retire. And the cool thing was like six or nine months later, I got an email from her saying, Jill, I retired. And it was, you know, it was not stressful. It was wonderful. It was joyful. And it was, it was comprehensive. So, so lots of success stories. There's been weight loss stories, exercise stories. So we call it foundation. So it's interesting. People get into this return. So after six or seven or eight weeks, once you've kind of jumped over that hurdle, like typically a third or fourth week is when our kind of resentments and obstacles tend to show their heads in ways that, um, that are typical. And, um, and so when we get through that, so as we move through those and they become our regular practices, they become very foundational. They become part of our canyon. So like suddenly people are, you know, exercise is just a part of their life and they don't share with it every week because it's just, it's a habit then. It's automatic. It's part of their canyon. So then they move on to the next intention. Things that are food-based. I know with a lot of your listeners, AJ, that food and the preparation of food and the eating of food and that whole practice, you know, so um, people who have moved towards buying and practicing and getting, having habitually as part of their day, buying the right ingredients and preparing enough things at the beginning of the week so that they're not tested in a difficult way towards the end of the week or three weeks into their new nutritional practice. That makes right. sense. Absolutely. Karen said she did one of your courses last year. How was it, Karen? And Maureen donation. So thank you so much. Do you also do chanting classes? Yes. Um, I do one chant class every Monday morning. So this morning at 7am for 45 minutes, I chant on Zoom. Now we don't, it's not interactive because there's too much sound delay. So I simply chant my practice and people join me, but you can see all the other people that are chanting with me. And, um, and so every Monday for 45 minutes and it's Contributions based, so you can come for free if you want, or you can contribute to Club Change, um, any amount that you want to join us. And then on Friday evenings, I kind of bookend the week. Um, on Friday evenings, I do a 15 minute chat just to kind of wrap up, and that's at 8 p.m. And that's also on Zoom, and that's open for anyone. So if you sign up on my website for a chant, you will get on our regular weekly chant reminder. 
and it'll give you the links and the Zoom links. They don't change, but it's a weekly reminder. But yeah, so every Monday and every Friday, I chant on Zoom, and usually two or three times I chant at the ranch. So that's part of my of sharing my practice. Does anybody just take every class just to keep setting intentions all year round? Yes, yes, I have, I have, I haven't like locked up a number, but the last two clubs, I probably have over 50% repeat club members. And one, two, actually two of my club members have been in almost every single club for two years. They must be manifesting the heck out of everything. They are, they are, and they're just, they're enjoying the journey and they're enjoying the focus and they're enjoying sharing it. And, um, and it gets, it's kind of like chanting where it's almost like anything, right? The more you practice, the deeper you go. So, so people who chant regularly with me, I notice, and then they'll come to the ranch to a class because a lot of the chanters and the, they just drop right in because you start to learn the chants and you understand, you notice more of your thoughts or being in or out of thought. And you can more quickly and easily be in a really nice mindful place. Nice. This is great. Well, thank you so much. I love the work you do. And I love taking your classes at the ranch. So it'll be a couple months, but I'll be there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this isn't a cooking class, Heather. You must have just joined. She's asking if your classes are plant-based and no oil. There's no food in her classes. <laughs> it's food for thought. It's food for thought. And we actually, in our clubs, we write a love letter to ourselves, which is also a food for your heart. Because on that at the end of the club, we'll actually um, read our love letters to ourselves out loud. And it's amazing how when you envision the future and then walk the path, how um, insightful you are, how prescient you are, because your love letter comes exactly true. And it's just this beautiful celebration of your intentions, of practicing your future intentions in your everyday life. Yeah, I believe that I've done, I've done, you know, even business classes where we've done that. And then we, we, ma they mailed it back to us like in a year and I'm like, wow, this stuff really works. Yeah. So really just the commitment to show up for yourself, you know, whatever that intention is, everybody, it doesn't really matter. Everyone's doing different things. Some are doing food things. Some are doing weight things. Some are doing exercise things. Some are doing, you know, practice meditation, practice things It really, it's all over the board and the sharing, the community element is so important, right? Um, and it turns out that the clubs end up being great idea generators for people when they're honest of wherever they're sitting in their practice. And if they're finding challenges, the club comes up with ideas to just explore. So it ends up being super supportive as well. Uh, Sherry says that uh, visualization is a powerful thing. It is, it is. And I have witnessed it year in and year out now for almost 20 years. That's, and, and you know, when, when you go to the ranch, you're one of the first classes that people can take if they, if they so desire. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, and it, uh, it's a class that I created because when I started going to the ranch 20 years ago, um, I did at the ranch what I did in life, which was super you know, workaholic, playaholic-ish. Like, right, I had to do the same thing and I had to do the higher level classes and I had to check off every section. And then I stopped, at some point in time, I stopped doing that. And I was like, 
wow, somebody's got to tell the guests. You know, I could actually help them get a better return on their investment by dropping into the non-doing side, the non-comparing, the non-competing, and just being in each present moment. And if, well, first of all, to set an intention, it's the first class they have, they set an intention for their week. And then I show them how to practice it, which is different than a club change. But I've guessed much every week and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so glad I took that because it sets the tone for being with themselves each present moment. And when they practice it, they get out of the week exactly what they wanted to get because they did the eight steps. They showed up for themselves. They thought about it. They wrote it. They envisioned it. They practiced. They tracked it. They shared it. And so I, I'm, I'm lazy at heart, right? So this is, this is my eight simple steps to, as you're saying, manifesting, to bringing future intentions into your present practice, making it as easy as I possibly can for everyone. You know what I'd love, Jill, is like some some either CDs or downloads of your voice doing like a meditation or just, you know, something to help us like while we sleep. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I think a, I think a chant recording needs to be in my club change product portfolio this year. And I, now you just have me saying that out loud or write it down somewhere <laughs> and create a plan. Yeah, I, I would definitely, I think like I've, every now and then I have a little bit of insomnia. I'm thinking if you could do like a, a tape no. or a, what, the tape, they don't have tape anymore, but you know, a, a recording, a recording. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like tape it. You don't tape shows anymore. I know. That's how old. I know, but, I, but I've heard that the youngest generation is kind of pulling back in their buying vinyl now again. Wow. That's funny. That's funny. Well, thank you so much. This has just been lovely as usual. Well, it is always so lovely to spend time with you and thank you for having me as your guest and thank you for sharing all of your wonderful listeners with me. And I hope to see any of you or many of you in either of the uh, winter club changes. So you can still join club change Sundays up until this coming Sunday and or come join me starting on Wednesday, January 26th for the next eight Wednesdays. That is great. Thanks so much. And thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back tomorrow when I guess is Caroline Israel. And she's going to be talking about how to stick to a whole food plant-based diet. And a great way to do that would be to take Jill's class and make that an intention. <laughs> Thank you, Chef AJ. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.